Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Chris was coming up to see us on uh, Thursday night, but the week before, he gave me a text and said, hey, would it be okay if we talk before um, I come and see you? So I was thinking, uh-oh, <laughs> it's never good when somebody wants to talk to you beforehand. So I said to my wife, I said, what do you think? And she says, I'm not sure, but just try and be positive. It's decision time. I'm Chris Lawson-Jones. And I'm Lily, the secular podcast producer who has been following Running Club Records for the last few months. I've been watching Chris launch his business, and even I forget sometimes... This is a business, and the bottom line is still what sells. I am in Aberdeen, Scotland tonight because I've come up to see the guys from the Harmonica Movement. It's been four months since Chris first flew up to Aberdeen on a 90-minute turnaround just to watch them play. Three since I first witnessed their set on a secular bill at London's grimy Dublin castle. And two since they were being put to the test in Nashville. And I've come to tell them that I'm not going to be able to upgrade their development deal on Running Club to a full record deal. This is a hard one. And it's not for um, want of um, my belief in them or my enthusiasm for them or where I thought I could see them going, but I just have not been able to garner enough enthusiasm from um, others who I would need to kind of have buy-in to to do that. It's not working out. But in the music biz, this is actually really common. An artist's life with a label starts with one person who believes in them, but that person can't make everything happen on their own. It takes an army to break them in. And in this case, Chris couldn't recruit that army willing to fight for them too. A&R is about taking risks and trying to see the future. And that means it doesn't work out every time. And this is definitely the suckiest part of my job to come and kind of uh, burst a balloon in one way. But I wanted to come and do it in person. And I also wanted to tell them that I don't think this is the end for them. I just think it's a change in direction. Um, And I'm going to stay in touch with these guys. I'm going to try and keep supporting them. I still believe in them. But I also don't want to perpetuate any false expectations or unrealistic hopes and dreams. So, yeah, it's not a day I've been looking forward to. But 
It's all part of the process. But there's an upside, though it also feels like one that could split the band in an awkward way. The silver lining is I'm going to be offering Daniel, the lead singer, a publishing deal with Running Club because I think that he has really shown through this process with his songs and also the way he kind of grew before my eyes on the Nashville trip that he has real potential as a songwriter. So guys, we've had the... um it's not you, it's me conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Which you took admirably. How does it feel? What, is it, what do you feel like? I feel like I'm 13 and you just dumped me. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about some like, maybe like a bit of a change of direction rather than it being the end. And I know like that's new information for you guys, so you're going to go away and talk about it. But does that at least give a shred of kind of silver lining I think the first initial thought is um, I think sometimes when you feel like you're up against the ropes you want to come back fighting and I know collectively that that we're going to write better songs that we're going to make a better record next and that we really believe that God has given us an assignment and that we've got something to do so we're just going to put our heads together and I try and do something, another step up. Well, as you know, I, I'm i not going to stop believing in you guys, supporting you guys, figuring out the next step. And um, I don't think this is anywhere near the last that the world has heard of the harmonica movement. Good. And, you know, I want to just say thank you to you guys for trusting me so far on the journey. And you'll always be part of the family in that sense. And I, I don't think this is the end. I think this is the start of the, a, a change of direction and a new, a new plan, a new tactic. After Chris told me the news, I wondered if Daniel would break free from the band and go it alone. One of the first things he told me when they met was about their brotherhood and bond in the band. So I called him up to see how he was doing. Um, if, if I'm completely honest with you, if I look back over my life, I never thought that anything would ever happen in music. So everything that's ever came to us, it's all been like just amazing little things in our journey. So we've just been taking it step by step as a band. And I think that's the same for the future. You can only take things step by step. What was difficult about it? Or was there anything that was like awkward or difficult? I thought, well, obviously with the whole the writing thing, I need to see what that looks like with Chris. I sit down with him and see what he thinks is best next. Because I can write and write and write, but you want it to be for something. So, aye. We'll see what that looks like, if it's a band thing, if it's an artist thing. If it wasn't for the band, then we'd never be in the place we're in today. So, aye. Just trust in God, really. So the Lord taketh away, but the Lord also giveth, though not necessarily to the same people. So we've come up from London to Manchester. We're on our way to see the Rivers and Robots guys, and it's signing day, which is a which is a pretty exciting day for us. What you've got there? Well, I've picked up a premium selection of Krispy Kremes. They're not big drinkers, so I didn't think champagne would really bless them so I, I picked up some donuts instead as our sort of way of celebrating hello we're just here to see the guys yeah 
I just, uh, yeah, next floor up, just upstairs. Okay, thank you. Dressed up for the occasion. So, whose job is it to print it off? Uh, it's probably my job. Well, I'm nearest to the printer. <laughs> there it is, the first oh, running club contract. First running club yeah. contract. Yeah. It's In black and white and a bit of gold. And a bit of gold. Yeah. No expense spared with this one. Yeah. Didn't even print it in grayscale. No. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> There it is, in black and white. How's it feel, Chris? Um, yeah, like... Uh, I can't quite... Honestly, can't quite believe it, like, because we've just been talking about it for so long and even the contract process, you know, it takes a long time to go back and forth over. So, yeah, it's... um. Yes, it's, there it is. It's black and white. It's all good. It's got your names on it, and it's got our name on it, and yeah, it's really cool. It's a bit, yeah, a bit lost for words, really. This is an exciting time for the label. Rivers and Robots have a huge following and lots of excitement behind them, but Chris is not without his concerns. And the deal may be signed, but there's still a lot of work to be done. And my observation when I saw these guys play for the first time was there's a high level of musical proficiency, there's um, a high level of interest sonically, but the way that it's presented, I I think, could be more dynamic. (laughs) More dynamic, which translates from managers speak as less boring. I have to say, watching Rivers and Robots I did think they needed to step up their live game. To me, this is where the whole point of having a manager comes in. Few bands arrive fully formed, and Chris's job is basically to find the rough edges and file them down with time, money, and stern looks. Is that something you agree with? We haven't talked about that explicitly before. Yeah, I think with the the live thing, it's something that we're definitely aware of. I think having... uh several band members who are introverts on a stage is always quite an interesting kind of dynamic. We're trying to worship Jesus and and lead people in that. But at the same time, putting on a night that is going to be good for people to come to, they're they're paying money to come and see us and, and for it to be a dynamic night, but for the focus not to be always on us, but on um, God that we're singing about, you know, so. Do you think that you use the Christian aspect as a crutch to not kind of come out of your shell? If I'm going to be completely honest, um, it's never been a massive dream of mine to be a performer and to be traveling around doing music. I mean, I was just working for a charity and uh, leading worship at my home church. And it's been an interesting journey of of, um, learning how to play music in a different context because the dynamic is different from if I just stand up at the front of my church with 50 old people and and lead them in a time of worship to standing in front of 6,000 people at a festival and trying to engage people in songs that I've written. Um, so I think, I think rather than looking at it like I'm avoiding the performance, I think it's more of me trying to learn how to develop as a performer. Oh. 
Okay, things have changed with harmonica movement. Rivers and robots have work to do. Who's left? I've been wanting to get the ball rolling, get a record out, like before the festival season, you know? Remember Junior? The South London gospel guy who came along to Nashville? Well, he's actually still in Nashville. He's relocated there. I phoned him up. Does that mean he's on Running Club now? Or the opposite? I am. I am. It's not all It's not all uh, officially signed, but yep, I am with Running Club now. We've, we've, uh, we've settled on a great deal and great agreement. And so I, I'm really excited, actually. Really excited. It's been eight months since Chris opened negotiations with Junior. But here, there are no awkward conversations about being ready. Junior is one of those guys who was born ready. He tells me about how hungry he is to get the ball rolling, to get a record out before festival season. I'm leaning in, I'm leaning in, I'm serving at church, um, I'm leading worship as much as I can. I'm writing, you know, songs every, you know, every week and uh, just preparing for for this this album and this release. And so... Um, it's a really beautiful time. Perhaps that sense of beauty is enhanced by being in a magical place like Nashville. Junior's trying to make a life for himself over there. He's joined a church, obviously. He says he wants to make it a home. But I do wonder whether this can work. I've kind of got a lot of my hands in a lot of things in Nashville right now. Um, and so my community's here, my church is here, although I travel very often, you know, between London and Nashville. Um, I'm hoping that Nashville will become, you know, a home base and, you know, just a place that um, I will settle. You want to stay in Nashville, but what made you sign to a British label then? Because I'm British. I have a big heart for the UK. However long I stay in Nashville, I I really do see myself in, in the UK, in Europe. Um, I want to contribute to the God story in the UK. You know, I'm a black African British man and um, I'm very proud of that. And I I, I want to be a part of what God is doing um, over there. And so, you know, America is a great place um, to begin, is a great place to dip my feet in, you know, uh, stake my flag in the ground almost. Um, But I do believe that there's a time coming where I'll I'll be back home in the UK um, full time. Two down. That's almost at a roster, right? Well, almost. Chris is still going. Hi, my name's Lucy Grimble. So at the moment, I'm an independent artist. All of my projects are either self-financed or crowdfunded. And that's been great to date. You know, I think it's really allowed me to, to take some risks. There's been no one sort of saying to me, you know, you should put your album out at this time or it should sound like this or this is how you should market it. I've, I've kind of had full creative control over any project I've done, which has been incredible. It does definitely make me question, you know, what's, what's the wisest choice for me? How do I make this sustainable? How do I make this long term? The best way I can describe Lucy is stoic. She's pragmatic and she knows what she wants. Chris says he likes her because she's creative, pioneering, loves Jesus and loves the church. He first met her at a music festival. He intended to stay for a couple of songs and ended up staying to hear every single note. They're talking, figuring out if there are ways Chris can help her achieve her goals, either through running club or just as someone who believes in her. It's a big year for Lucy. 
she's ready to take a literal leap of faith. Uh, but at the end of the year, I'm going to be leaving my job because I really feel like God is calling me to take the plunge. And, you know, if I'm to kind of step back and look at that logically, it's kind of madness because as I stand today, I don't know where my income's going to come from. I'll have a mortgage to pay. Um, you know, I'll still want to buy clothes every now and then. But there's there's this sort of gut feeling and there's a prompting inside of me which just knows that it's the right thing to do. Um, so it's, it's points like that where you decide, okay, do I believe that my God is bigger and my God, because he loves me and because he provides for me, it's going to be well. Like whatever happens, even if I do go through a period of time where I don't have very much or things look very uncertain, I still believe it's going to come, come out good because I believe in a good God. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi. If I can just bump in on Chris's story here, obvious confession time. I am a million miles from these experiences of God. I hear all of this passion and talk about faith, grace, and God's plan. I'm just, I'm just not there. But here's another confession. I'm also Christ curious. Why did I take this job? Firstly, because Chris hired me. Secondly, well, precisely because it was a million miles from my experience. So I, I didn't have the going to Sunday school type of upbringing. My parents weren't reluctant Christians. They weren't even the bare minimum baptisms, Christmases, Easter's in church. They were flat out unrepentant atheists. Growing up in Canada, the school system was overwhelmingly secular. My biggest Christian role model was Ned Flanders, The Simpsons. I didn't even know what sort of Christian Chris was or how he'd become one or even how he'd become the kind who builds every single aspect of his life around his faith. But the best part of my job is I get an all-access pass and can ask anything I want. 
Now I know Chris belongs to a group of churches that call themselves Charismatic Anglican. And now I know more about why he believes what he does. I think when you're very young, you know, it's just who it's part of your life. And it's as a family, it was what we did every Sunday. And then we'd come back for a big roast or a barbecue. And then obviously, just as you go to school and you go through sort of being socially conscious through to being a teenager, it's just harder to know how to um, reconcile the two worlds that that would never mix. Definitely being a Christian has not been good for my social life over the years in terms of it's it's not been a door opener. I think just people have so many preconceptions about who, what Christians are and what how they're then going to interact with you even socially it's just it's really strange so you have to sort of work through those until everyone's like oh, okay he's all right it's funny because if we were in 14th century Spain Chris would be the coolest guy going even in 1959 1985 maybe he'd pretty much be Mr. Normal I wonder, when exactly did this change? Somehow we've got to the point where you have to be paddling furiously just to tread water as a Christian. You really need to be feeling something, or else, why bother? It's not a practice for me. It's not a, um, an obligation or something. It's a real living, breathing part of my life, like any other kind of relationship, like my, my marriage or anything else, again, which has good times and not so good times anyone's faith is a is a series of ups and downs like any other um relationship with anything or anyone how is it that this is a belief that you have and then this is a belief that i don't have like how how does that work i think that's uh probably one of the biggest questions in in life but and because for me it's like feels like its origin is relationship it's not doctrinal or a set of facts or beliefs it's like when when people ask me i'm happy to sort of sort of make an introduction and say well you guys see if you get on you know but you have to make that you have to you have to form that relationship for yourself. I can't do it for you. Or it's not winning an argument in terms of, like, whether something is true or not. I guess explain the relationship a little bit more. It's it's not necessarily something, like, you don't... Do you see God? Do you hear God? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> people, <laughs> people would tell you lots of different answers to that. Again, I can only give you my experience... And my experience is that I've not seen the person of God. I would say I have seen God at work through various various manifestations of things that have happened in front of my eyes that I can only equate to being God at work. And I think also just music, like so much of my communication of my faith comes through music so I think that's an easier way for me to express it and I often have to stand up in front of thousands of people and sing these songs about God uh, which is a vulnerable experience particularly when not everybody does think the same thing 
Um, but that's something, that's my way of contributing. And that, I find it much easier to express myself musically. And some other people can do it, you know, just in conversation and verbally. But there are some people who kind of bring it up more than others. Like, I, I find you and John T. quite different, where mm. one of the first, you know, when we first all met, and you said, how did you know, how did you meet Lily? Or, yeah, how did you come to meet Lily? And John T. said, I prayed for her. Right. I can't, I can also, you know, so he's very, like, open about it, whereas I, f- I feel like you wouldn't say something like that. Yeah, probably not. Um, and maybe that's my own. Maybe John T has a freedom in that that I don't have, um, or he's maybe I'm more socially conscious, or I I don't know. I mean, I think um, I think over the course of my life, I've just noticed when you say trigger words like prayer or church, it can set you back with someone five steps towards gaining their trust or building any sense of friendship or relationship with them so but you know everyone I mean that's the other thing about faith is that everyone's faith is different everyone's relationship with God is different so no two approaches are going to be the same that being said when John T said that it's kind of the one of the coolest things that anyone's ever said. Right. Like I felt so special in a in a very weird way. Um, like I would consider myself wholly not a believer, but the idea that God had delivered me is like the most yeah. exciting idea ever. Yeah, no, I think I think that's and I like that's why I say like he's probably freer than me in that, and. Um, we should maybe all be a bit more jaunty because um, I just, I guess I've just had my fingers burnt so many times um, the opposite way that I'm probably a bit less free, but I need to spend more time with jaunty. <laughs> Seems like my original question has an answer I might have anticipated. Even Christians have their doubts. It's not like, it's not like anybody asks you on the way, do you believe? Do you? Do you? Do you? Yeah, okay, you can come in. I don't know. Because if you had any kind of, like, standard or admission um, criteria, then half of us that are already there that say we're believers wouldn't be allowed in. So we're just, like, I think the best churches, the best communities are just a ragtag group of people who are just trying to figure life out and doing it kind of around other people who are also trying to figure it out. What's Running Club's vision going to be? What 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 statement are are they going to be making? Is Running Club going to be making about faith? Well, Running Club is the is the platform really for other people expressing their faith. So I wrote this song, Great Redeemer, and. It took me the longest time to write because it was all about the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross, which just felt like the biggest, the biggest topic to even start to unpick. And I remember one day I was sat writing at my friend's flat and he lives in a flat um, on the river at Vauxhall. And I just sort of had this image of 
Jesus dancing on the water. You know, there's the passage in one of the Gospels where Jesus walks on the water and invites Peter to step out of the boat, which is cool enough. But the, the Jesus I saw was kind of just like wild and free. And then in the same moment, I saw him bound and bloody and on a cross. And it just struck me that, you know, this is like a limitless God who can do whatever he wants. He can defy the laws of nature. He's not bound by time. He's not bound by space. And I think it was just this realization that God is, yeah, Jesus is this wild, full of freedom man, but he is also this man who just cannot help but love. Um, you know, there was, there was no obligation on Jesus. He wasn't under duress to do what he did. He absolutely chose the cross. He chose to love us in that way. Um, and yeah, the love of Jesus will just always rock me. Next time on Running Club Records. Well, you'll just have to wait and see because that's a surprise. This episode of Running Club Records was produced by me, Lily Ames. Sound design was by Ned Porter and consultation was provided by John T. Herman and Gavin Haynes. And if you're liking the podcast, you can follow the story in real time online. Follow Running Club Records on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And check them out at runningclubrecords.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.